How are you guys doing? Welcome over to Speak the Truth. I hope you guys are having a fantastic week. I know some of you guys have been paying attention to what is going on with the polling because 2022 is coming up. And, well, Virginia was just flipped. Biden won Virginia last year by 10 points. And as of this morning, well, a Republican has actually taken that spot. So Virginia as a state is now red. It used to be, well, it's, it's generally just a blue state, but what's gone over the last, well, last couple months, so just this last 10 months of Biden being in office, it was able to flip from being 10 points in, in the blue side or Biden's favor to now, well, they they just lost it. Absolutely just got crushed over there in Virginia. And New Jersey, as of right now, is, is, is too close to call. I know a lot of people may not care about this, but it's going to matter going into 2022, especially when they're trying to get stuff passed, in a sense. And... Actually, just a lot of stuff's going to change in those states as a whole because now it's not being led by some crazy wacko that is is trying to push some super, super progressive left agenda. Like CRT, getting rid of police. That actually didn't pan out too well for a couple other states that we're going to discuss as well, which is kind of good. No, it's not kind of good. It is really good. But I hope you guys are having a fantastic week. It is hump day. I know that a lot of you guys are sitting at your 9 to 5 or on your way to your 9 to 5 and you're getting to listen to my soothing or actually you might be on your way back home but you're getting to listen to my soothing voice in your eardrums and it's making your nether regions tingle so I want to say thank you for listening if you guys are over on the YouTube channel thank you so much we are now starting to see somewhat of a snowball effect when it comes to gaining some momentum on the subscribers over there which is good I remember when I started Lunkers TV I was just explaining to my camera guy back then six years ago <laughs> which seems like a long time ago, YouTube used to be a free and open market. Like what I mean, free, you could post anything, no, no issues. Then we had Adpocalypse a couple years after that. Start, things started to trickle down and now YouTube's taking a huge nosedive on the kind of content they allow. And we do know that. These videos on this channel, if you guys are watching on YouTube, we have to get them approved. Every one of them, every video I've ever posted on this channel, there's somebody actually watching YouTube right now This from YouTube. How you guys doing? Hope you guys are having a fantastic day. Thank you for allowing this video to be monetized and allowed to go live because I know you're going to because every single video, they have somebody and or 10 people watch for some reason. Imagine that. They have literal people watching these videos that they're paying to make sure that they go live and every single one of them always is okay. I don't know why. <laughs> I really don't. Maybe my maybe this channel is actually deemed as being uh, sensitive because we never actually. The crazy thing is, as you guys know, I've never actually said anything bad against the COVID vaccine or anything like that on this on this channel. But maybe I don't know. Maybe, maybe our our topics are just so sensitive that the system automatically kicks it, or just maybe I don't know. It doesn't really matter because every single time we're able to go live with it, which is good. But I was just trying to get to the point that this channel is actually starting to see a little bit of momentum and growth, and this has a little bit of a snowball effect. When it, when it, I know it may, you guys may not see it, but for the size of the channel, we're starting to gain subs at a at a, at a really good rate, which is good. So if you guys are new to the channel, please subscribe because it does help. I I think when it comes to the algorithm, I don't know what it is anymore. Back in the day, I used to understand it quite quite a bit better. It was a lot easier. Like if you put bass fishing in your title and inside a description, it would all let me kick it to the very front of the thing if you got views. Nowadays, that's not the case. All right. So I'm excited. Big day. A little bit of a later start. Slept in just a tad too much, which is not a big deal. Sometimes your body's like, you know what? You don't need to get up. Today was that day. So Youngkin's victory is the first statewide for the Republican Party in Virginia in 12 years. I tried to hold up the number 12 and I held up 10 fingers. We'll go 10 and 2. There you go. 12. 12 entire years. And I'm going to say it has a lot to do with the fact that 
the Biden has, well, I'm going to say the Biden presidency has done terribly, which we all know it has, which is kind of crazy. Has anybody really seen Kamala Harris show up to anything since she's been in office? She's supposed to be in charge of the, the border. And that's been one of the biggest faults of the entire Biden presidency. They've done some good stuff. I have said when they have, you know, what's kind of crazy is CNN is starting to realize that they can't just completely just push out this agenda that every single person that runs against a Democrat is against is, is for Trump, excuse me, because that did not work in Virginia. They tried to do that. Everybody tried to say that they tried to bring out this whole Trump Trumpism with this guy and it didn't work. Everybody saw right through it. Everybody saw through the race baiting. They saw through everything like that. And it didn't really pan out too well in Virginia. So I'm going to assume going forward, we're going to see a lot less of them smearing whoever was running against a Democrat and putting, trying to tie them directly with Trump. It's not going to work. So prior to the polls closing Tuesday, the president predicted Democrats would win Virginia and New Jersey and rejected the premise that the performance had any impact on the race, his performance. When in fact, his performance and everything that's gone on inside that state 100% directly reflects how the outcome of that, if he's do, if he was doing phenomenal, imagine this right now, just please imagine this with me. If, if, if Biden was doing phenomenal as a president, he didn't jack up um, Afghanistan. He didn't have, we didn't have the inflation issues we have. We didn't have the gas price. We didn't have all this kind of stuff that's going on. If he did everything correct and was actually just more in the middle than, than he is far left, I bet you this would have not even been even, this would have been another blowout. He would have lost by 10. New Jersey wouldn't even been a state that anybody cared about to look at because we know it would have been flip blue. And New York. That's another crazy wild thing. And Minneapolis. There's so many things that happened last night that maybe some of you guys don't even know, but you're catching up on it right now. Just what I was talking about when it comes to Minneapolis. Voters in the city rejected a ballot measure to overhaul policing. Remember, we were discussing this just the other day. Actually, I've discussed this a few times. They literally rejected it. Thank God that is such a good thing. I'm saying this because everybody in Minneapolis is, is this is the highest year ever for murder rates. Massive increase when it comes to just overall crime as a whole in that city. And it all has to do with people like this, 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 this is where the left and the Democrats have really screwed themselves going into 22 and 24. They're going to change. I mean, I'm going to make the assumption right now. I'm going to say it. They're going to change the way that they go after these, these races now. I'm not talking about like skin color races, but like these, these election races. There's no way that they're going to be able to, to say any more defund the police is a thing because this just proved right here that when voters come out, and they see the actual stats behind what's going on in the city, you cannot defund a police department. And this really proves it right here. So talk of curbing a police department by cutting or limiting their resources has run into a countervailing wall of concern over public safety and waning support from the early allies, including leaning Democrats who largely view it as a political poison. Oh my gosh, did I not just say that? Oh, I just, literally just said this, and I didn't know I was about to read it. We've just seen clear backlash to progress in our city. To me, that mindset is going to absolutely kill them going forward in 20, in any, anywhere. You cannot say that that is clear backlash in progress in a city when everybody in the city voted against it. When in the majority, excuse me, not everybody. But you understand what I mean. You can't say that this is, oh my God, we're taking a step back in progress when in fact, the, everybody in the city came out and voted against it. So it's actually, they didn't see it as progress. So it can't be con- considered progress. Maybe this person's opinion would be progress, but it's not progress, clearly. 
More people cast their ballots early this year than any other Minneapolis election in 40 Five years. Early voting was up 143% compared to 2017, up 488% compared to 2013. And about five hours in the election day, about 30% of registered voters had casted their ballot early by mail or in person. So with that being said, people literally came out in droves to make sure that police reform did not happen in record numbers, up like three and 400%. Crazy. From January 1 to mid-October, there were 75 homicides, an increase of 114% compared to the same time in 2019. Over the same period, the number of gunshot wounds spiked to 530. That's a 138% increase. There's also been an uptip in crimes like robbery, arson, and aggravated assault. That right there is probably why you had an increase of over 300% when it comes to early voting and people, well, thinking that your whole progress forward and getting rid of the police in Minneapolis was not a good idea. Just that right there probably said it all. So enough on that. I thought it was a really good thing. And I was actually somewhat excited for the people in Minneapolis and everybody who listens to this up there because you guys don't have to worry anymore. They're actually probably going to have to end up hiring more police officers and make sure it's staffed even more than what it is right now. Because something actually happened down in Austin yesterday. You know what? I'll go ahead and bring it up right now. It was actually supposed to be later in, in this thing. It's number, it's right here. So since we're talking about this, Austin, Minneapolis, good job. Austin is about to absolutely get crushed over the next couple of years. And the reason why I say this, yes, the progressive side, and we'll say quote unquote, that are like, oh, we need change and whatnot. You're about to, to, to feel some, I'm going to tell you right now, Austin's going to feel even more pain going forward. And the police officers and the people in that city are going to, well, the police officers know what's going to happen. The people in that city, the stuff that they say, which I'm about to talk about, they have, they have no idea what's in it for, for the next couple of years. So Austin's Proposition A was crushed Tuesday as voters overwhelmingly rejected a plan to hire hundreds of police officers at a cost the city's officials say they could not afford without making significant budget cuts elsewhere. I'm going to say, what were those budget cuts and where were they going to? I have no idea. It doesn't state on here. But I'm going to say it's stuff like... I don't know, planting flowers in the city or some some weird Austin thing. Because Austin's very weird. I think, like, literally the models keep Austin strange or something like that. It's very, very weird. A total more than 155,000 votes were submitted. Of of them, a one, or excuse me, 68% voted against Proposition A. So Proposition A, like I said, was to bring on more cops and make the city safer. If you guys do not know, I believe Austin is ranked either 27th or 28th in the most, well, is the 27th or 28th most dangerous city to live in in the United States when it comes to crimes per the population? 27th or 28th? I can't. Re- I think it's it's either one of the two. I'm about to, I'll probably tell you here in a little bit. If it had passed, the city would have required to employ two officers per 1,000 residents. I know that's crazy. It really is two officers per 1,000 residents but likely more in order to comply with another provision that requires 35% of officers' time to be spent on activities other than responding to calls. Austin currently has 1.8 officers per 1,000 residents. So they they literally shut down just, they have 1.8. Adding more police officers to your city was not going to, well, how is that a bad thing? How Tell me. This, this, this is why, what I'm about to read to you guys, you guys will have more of an understanding of the kind of people that live in Austin. How it ends. Oh, man. Austin's cultures and values were on ballot tonight. This election reaffirms our community's beliefs that public safety for all requires a comprehensive system that includes 
properly staffing our police, but also our fire, EMS, and mental health responses as well. At our core, we are an innovative, caring, and creative community. We see yet again in this election that it makes me proud to live in this magical place. They live in a, they live in a magical place down there in Austin. If you guys have never been down there, it's so magical that they have bums everywhere, literally tent cities, people peeing on the sidewalks. Uh, I was going to say confetti. <laughs> That's not, not the word I was going for there. Graffiti everywhere. <laughs> confetti, graffiti, almost the same thing. If you guys want to know some stats on Austin and why it's terrible there. So the stats I'm going to tell you guys about Austin, this is from September. I couldn't find anything that was actually as of right now. The city has reached 60 homicides for the year, the most in 61 years of them actually keeping records. So this is the highest murder rate ever. The previous number was 59, and that was in 80, or I almost said 1884. 1984, when the city experienced a three-year surge, the number is also significant rise from recent years. They had 48 in 2020, 38 in 2019, and 35 in 2018. So you literally have an increase every single year in homicides in that city, and you don't want to hire any more cops. Austin's violent crime rate of 400 incidents per 10 or 100,000 residents. Oh, there you go. 28th and 38th largest cities. Population data from the last year show the homicide rate has grown 6.2 per 100,000. That's up from 5, 5, literally 5 in 2020, and it was 4.2 homicides in 100,000 in 2016. So it's gone from 4.2 to 6.2 in just three or four years. There you go. Don't need to speak on that anymore. Just going to say, if you live down there in Austin, you may want to really rethink who you're voting in office, but I would assume not a lot of you guys listening to this are living in Austin. So demoralized Democrats need a reckoning after a rough election night that sent serious warning signals that they have misjudged the nation's mood as their window closes before next year's midterm elections. That is very true. I don't think I needed to read that to tell you guys. So while party feuds over the vast social spending agenda, Republicans are highlighting issues that preoccupy voters more immediately like sluggish economy, high gas prices, expensive groceries, crime rates, and concerns about the rights of parents to influence what is taught inside of schools. That's a, that's a pretty big deal. In New Jersey, a state Biden won by more comfortable margin than what was actually going on over there in uh, Virginia, which currently is too close to call. Republicans are up by 1,200, as, as I'm, 1,200 votes in total as I'm actually doing this, is reinforced that a sense of the president's party has lost the country's confidence as he struggles to live up to his vow to restore competency to the White House and post-pandemic normal normal uh, American life. I think most Americans are starting to realize that everybody in the office right now is not really that competent. I don't think we needed to actually have an article to, to tell us this. But as while much of the Democratic Party in Washington's political and media world is preoccupied by the fallout of January 6th insurrection, <laughs> the results on Tuesday may also suggest that voters are focused on more tangible threats on the erosion of U.S. democracy. No one cares about January 6th as much as they would like to push it as much as that wants to be CNN's number one thing not a single American literally gives a about January 6th and if they did they wouldn't be voting red correct they've been pushing this January 6th thing as being a red agenda if that was the case the average American as you could tell right now does not give a and or does not believe CNN and who's ever trying to push it as of right now, the only one I actually see pushing it is actually CNN. They push it probably twice a week. They'll hit it like once really hard. If they don't have any like good news to push, they'll just go after that and then uh, then they'll stop. 
These numbers are bad, said Jones. These are the voters. These are the voters that came out to us in 2018, came to us in 2020, and have abandoned us in droves in two states that should be in our column. It's time to focus on what's next. Congressional Democrats must immediately pass the infrastructure and build back better bills. We must begin tomorrow to consolidate and mobilize those who've turned out to vote in Democratic in 2020. And we must draw a sharp contrast between Democratic progress and Republican extremism. That right there is their biggest downfall. They look at these people that vote as Republicans as extremists. That is a terrible way to look at it. If you're a Democrat or left-leaning and you're listening to this, and you look at a Republican as being an extremist, that is so f***ing asinine. Word of the day hits it again, as always. You know how stupid that is? Extremism? This is the other crazy thing. So in that election that just happened in Virginia, you had Biden, Vice President Kamala Harris, ex-President Barack Obama, all had appeared to help this guy out. And they all miscalculated by reasoning that gave the best way down to Yunkin was to paint him as a Trump clone. That's literally what it is, we all know. Even though his behavior gave off few of the ex-president's vibes. So they all showed up. All these big-name Democratic people showed up to give, like, that. think about that as well. They all gave this guy... Uh, McAuliffe, little praise to keep him in office, and they still failed. And I'm going to go ahead and give us an update here to see if it's changed at all. Ooh, about to drop that. And nope, it hasn't. We Oh, no, it has. It has. Now Now we're up by, oh, no, 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 no. Let me, let me look again. Let's see if it's changed at all. Refresh. Currently right now, New Jersey. Yes, it is actually flipped now. It is being won by Democrats. Murphy is now winning over there in New Jersey. The whole big thing about that is, if you guys did not know, Biden won New Jersey by 15 points. 15, literally 15%. 15%. That should have been a shoe-in. Like, literally shoe-in for anybody. And right now, it's so neck and neck, it's too close to call. Like, literally too close. Democrat is leading by 1,400 votes. And last year, this time, they won by 15%. Even if the Democrats win this state, this is still a loss because they won this place by 15 points last year. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter if we win or lose at this point. We're already proving that most of America is coming out and noticing that the agenda that they're pushing is absolutely stupid. But right now, as I'm filming this, Murphy is winning by 1,400 votes. And another good thing that's actually happened, New York, uh, they did, I mean, we all know they're going to vote Democrat, which is not a big deal. It just depends on who they put in office. They didn't go with some super far left-leaning crazy wing, like cra- crazy guy. They didn't. They went some some moderate normal guy, just a normal just normal police officer. That's who, literally who they voted in. For, and I'm saying this kind of laughing because of what they literally tried to do the last year, defund the police. Now they're like, you know what? I think we need to put this guy in charge of the city. Former police officer Eric Adams will be the next mayor of New York City. Yes. After the Democrat defeated Chris uh, Curtis Slewa. Whatever, how do you say that guy's name? I, I don't know who that is. I didn't even actually look it up. Didn't really care enough because this guy crushed him. I mean, I mean, absolutely crushed him. He beat him 65 or excuse me, 66 to 29. I'm saying this guy's kind of cool. I'm not going to get in, in crazy depth with it because it doesn't really matter. I mean, it's still blue. Does not matter, really. We already knew it was going to be blue. But this guy is a ex-police chief. He's been a police officer. He's from Queens, I believe. Please don't don't give me. I, th- I believe I read through this entire thing, but I think he's from Queens. He's 61 years old. 
Um, I, I think it's awesome. They put somebody in charge who understands crime of the city and understands New York as a whole, like the city. So that's actually a good thing. I don't care if it's blue or red. They voted somebody in. I haven't looked at what he believes in, but if he's a cop, at least you know he's, for the most part, he's going to be a good guy. This one's also kind of a good news. California. Hey, what's up, everybody there with California? This city I'm about to talk about is called uh, Pomona. 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 It's 30 miles east of L.A., so it's close to L.A., so it should be super, super liberal, which I know we all know it is. But what I'm saying is it's closer to L.A., a little bit shocking. But if you guys did not know, a school board voted unanimously last week to bring police back to campuses just a few months after it decided to remove law enforcement from school grounds, arguing at the time that money should be spent on student services like mental health. Since students returned for in-person learning after COVID-19 shutdown, schools are now dealing with fights and issues that police officers would typically handle. Not going to say you could have saw this one coming, but our law enforcement partners greatly aid our mutual efforts ensuring that each child within the uh, school district enjoys his, her, their right to quality education free from threats to their safety. His, her, their. It's taken me a long time to really understand these pronouns. His, her, there. I don't really understand. I can't understand why someone would not want to be called a his or a her. Why do you want to be a, a thing? I, th- I, th- I tell you the problem I think Democrats are going to have is you put these. It's really confusing to the like if you look at a map of America on where you're going to win an election or where votes are going to be coming in. It's legitimately like 95 percent. The country is literally almost all red except for the major pockets of cities. That's literally it. If you look at a, if you look at a map, I'm not, I don't know if it's really 95%, but if you looked at America as a whole, it's literally red, the entire thing. Because everybody that lives outside of a city doesn't understand things like his, her, there. If I went out to somebody in East Texas and had them try to explain a pronoun to me, they would be confused. They wouldn't even know what the fuck I'm talking about, for one. So that's another thing that's always going to have Democrats having an issue trying to secure other votes outside of these cities because like this, his, her, their right. Granted, I don't give a fuck if you call yourself a tree, zebra, dog, cat. My dog, a little dog, it ain't a dog. It, it, if, if it could actually have its own pronoun, it'd be a fucking cat. Hangs out with cats, sits on top of the couch. So then it's a fucking cat. Only thing it doesn't do is shit inside the litter box. It goes outside to do that. So maybe it's a dog. It's confused. Her pronoun as a dog would be cat. Sexuality would be, I don't know, it's fixed. So I, guess, I don't know. <sighs> anyway, see, that's what I'm talking about. Awkward conversations with, with voters you're trying to secure. Bring in pronouns of the thing. Whoa. Biden actually lies blatantly again on accident <laughs> because he doesn't know what he's doing, but he does it on purpose. Yes. I know that sentence didn't make any sense, but that's exactly what it is. Lied on purpose without knowing it because he doesn't know what he's saying. (laughs) Oh, man. So Biden made the claim during his press conference at the 2021 United Nations Climate Change Conference. Woo! What's going on over there in Glasgow? After he pressed to explain what Americans could expect the cost of everyday items such as gas, food to decline. He was asked that. And he came up with a very, remember I tell you guys, if you're new to the channel, I like stats. I like numbers. That kind of, that kind of, this whole speak the truth thing, that kind of helps it like a ton. (laughs) 
<laughs> because numbers don't lie generally ever. So things of a hell. This is what Biden has to say, by the way. Things are a hell of a lot better. Biden said the wages have gone up higher, faster than inflation, and we have generated real economic growth. It doesn't mean these uh, dislocations aren't real. They do affect people's lives. Just reading that loud, we all know that's going to leave a bad taste in a lot of y'all's mouth because you know you're not getting paid anymore. You might be paying a little bit more, but the fact of the matter is you're still having to pay more for things than what you've actually increased when it comes to how much money you're making. And the numbers are actually right here in front of us. So wages have increased in the recent months amid intense competition in the labor market. Okay, makes sense. People are trying to find jobs. Got to pay them a little bit more to come to jobs. But that is only by 0.6% in September or 4.6 year over year. But the stats suggest that inflation has prevented the average American uh, worker from reaping the benefits. As we do know, what is inflation? A little bit higher than the amount of money that you're actually making. Real average hourly wages. Here we go. Or income adjusted for the cost of goods and services. This is one I absolutely love having a conversation about, well, business money and just wages in general, stuff like this with a person like Biden who's done nothing but be, he literally has been in office for like 50 years and has absolutely no clue how to run a business. I've been doing business for the last, I don't know, five, six, seven years. So I've learned all these stupid little fucking numbers that I don't want to know on how cost of paying somebody, taxes, cost of consumer goods coming in, how you sell it, what price margin, all these stupid margins, all this kind of shit that a president should know because he wouldn't, you wouldn't get on a public stage like this and say some dumb shit if you, if you did know this. Okay. That's why I always, I'm like a, a very big supporter. Now, whoever runs the country better fucking understand just a slightest bit. By the way, y'all in Virginia who just got Yunkin, he was a hedge fund manager. That son of a bitch is going to run that state phenomenally when it comes to, I bet you they have their books are going to get a little bit more straightened out. Their economic growth is going to be great because they have a guy in office now that understands profit margins, paying people too much, taxes. He understands everything. If you had that in every single state, you wouldn't have cities like Chicago. Like, okay, you know what? I'm going to back up because I'm about to, I would just about to roast the shit out of Chicago. No need for that. Anyway, here we go. Real average wages. They declined 0.8% in September compared to the same month one year earlier. That's actually directly from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Man, that word is always so hard for me to say. Real average hourly earnings have consistently fallen year over year in recent months, including a 0.9% decline in August compared to the previous year, 1.2% decline in July, and 1.7% decline in June. That's the real hourly earnings. Biden cited various cases for the for the spike in consumer prices, including the supply chain bottlenecks during the COVID-19 pandemic and the failure of OPEC nations to respond to calls for increased fuel production amid global energy crisis. Let's just hold on to that little tagline there for a second, just because it's kind of funny. The president also noticed his call for review of beef and chicken pricing in the potential role of antitrust violation. Beef and chicken pricing, I don't know what, what's going on there. The failure of OPEC nations to respond to calls for increased fuel production amid a global energy crisis. Can we just backtrack and say where the f*** these people are having the conversation at? United Nations Climate Change Conference. They're having this conversation at a climate change conference, and he is citing that one of the biggest reasons why was a failure 
of the OPEC nations to respond to his calls of increased fuel production at a literal summit that is to talk about how to get rid of fuel production. Does anybody but me see the irony in the statement? You're at a climate change conference talking about how to limit the amount of fossil fuels and fuel production the world does. And you cite one of the biggest issues is OPEC nations not increasing their fuel production. <sighs> yes. That is why the American people are realizing we made a big mistake in 2020. Right there. The kind of, that kind of stuff. Right. So a lot of people may not understand this, but if he thinks he has a problem right now and we're so reliant on fossil fuels, which we are, the Keystone Pipeline, shut it down in January, whatever it was, February. That's going to be a big issue three years, four years down the road. Okay. Well, sorry. I just had a phone call come in trying to find another CPA here in Dallas and I had to take that call. So I don't exactly know where I was. So we're going to move on. Is that okay, Charles? That's okay. Charles says it's okay. All right. Chinese military. If you guys didn't know. Oh, yeah. I remember I was talking about Biden being an incompetent gentleman. Probably, I'm assuming. <laughs> Chinese military Wednesday held uh, more live fire training. I guess, I guess they needed to do some more. Anyway, on Wednesday, they began a week of live ammunition training in the East China Sea against a backdrop of escalating tensions in the Taiwan Strait in the U.S. As, as the U.S. and Japan hold joint drills in the region. Experts said that it was designed to counter recent U.S.-Japan joint drills in disputed South China Sea. This was the ninth time this year that American carrier strike is group uh, operated in disputed waters, which is not a big deal. I mean, why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we? Our military exercises are strongly targeted. That's that's coming from a Chinese military uh, commentator. His name is actually Song Zong Ping. Sometimes I think they just smash a keyboard to get these names. China's military exercises are actually prepping for fighting, is what he says. Good job. Our current military exercise in various sea areas strongly connects with the situation in Taiwan Strait. So they're not coming out and saying that they're preparing for war, but they're coming out and saying they're preparing for war by doing stuff like this. The frequency of military exercises in the eastern waters is increasing, he said, adding that given the complex security situation in the western Pacific, the live fire drills were designed to show that the capability of China's naval air and uh, naval forces to conduct actual combat is on the rise. They have absolutely no idea if their their ability to conduct actual combat. They've never done it since like what, World War II. Last time they took over a city was literally Beijing in 1987 or 88, whatever it was. Their own city. Fighting civilians. China, can't wait to squash you. It's gonna be fun. If it ever comes down to it, I hope I wish I wish I could actually rejoin just for that war. Because when it kicks off, which we all know it's probably gonna kick off at some point, hey, I'm not a right winger promoting some propaganda i'm just saying my opinion here calm yourself i know you're watching but if it does kick off man i wish i could do something i don't i'm gonna have to go dump charles off at the listing station i won't be able to do anything i'm, I'm pretty much i have to bow out at this point I'm getting too old and broken life goes by so fast i just thought about it 14 years ago i joined the army holy shit. 14 so people that were born 14 years ago are about to get prepped to drive Anyway, let's move on. You guys know that over in Afghanistan, there's been more and more stuff that's going on. I will say this. If you guys do not know, the Taliban, Al-Qaeda, all those terrorist groups, they always try to downplay the amount of people that are hurt of theirs or killed of theirs inside of an incident. And they always try to up the amount of Americans. Like there was times we would have these, we, we could hear everything they're talking about. 
So when they would come over the radio and they would have a conversation about how many Americans they just killed in a firefight we just had with them, it was always really funny. It was like they're hyping themselves up with some propaganda. We would literally have zero casualties. And I, and I would know we would take out legitimately eight to 10 of them, like 100%. They would come over the radio a couple hours afterwards and said, you, you guys have done so good. Allah is so great. Thank you so much, Allah, for giving praise. We lost a few, but we've killed many, many, many of them. And I'm, we're sitting there like, we can hear you motherfuckers talking. And we know you didn't kill anybody. Y'all shots were 40 yards above our heads because you were cowering down behind a rock. Like, we get it. Anyway, I always like always to poke fun at the Taliban and Al-Qaeda when I get the chance. You know, kind of shove that knife just a little bit farther in their side and just twist. You know what I mean? Taliban, they're really good at economics. Phenomenal at economics. Like, when I mean they know how to use... I was about to, I was about to make a joke, but I'm not going to. Anyway, because t- 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 I, I actually stopped myself from saying the joke. I said the joke in my head. It was funny to myself, but I knew it would not be funny for YouTube. The Taliban in Afghanistan declared a total ban on the use of foreign currency Tuesday, a shock that's moved to threaten to rattle the economy already cast-starved and nearing collapse. Oh, lordy, lordy, lord. Good job. So you're going to allow people just to use Afghanis. Let's... Afghanis. So what are they going to do with all the American dollars that are floating around? Because when I was there, and probably what's going on still to this day, people are using American dollars because it actually has some value to buy and sell things. The group said in a statement that it was requiring Afghans to use only local currency or Afghani in all transactions and that any violators would be prosecuted. So my question to them is, what are they going to do with this fine dollar? See this, see this big, beautiful flag behind me? By the way, you see these creases? They have always bothered me. This thing flew in my front yard for over a month to try to get these creases out. Never came out. I actually put this thing in the dryer. I, I, I ironed this flag, by the way, just so anybody who's aware. Did you know that, Charles? I've ironed this flag. I put it in the dryer. I put de-wrinkler on it. I've done everything I possibly can to get this crease out, and it will not come out. Anyway, that big, beautiful flag behind me, what are they going to do with the dollars that are inside the country? Are they going to take it for themselves because they know that it actually has some value? So how are they going to prosecute these people? Are they going to hang them in the streets as they've done everybody else? Are they going to chop their hands off for using them? Hey, anybody in America that hates America, please, I will send you a one-way ticket right now to Kabul, and you can tell me how it feels to live in somewhere where your voice literally means nothing. North Korea is one of the, if you want to go there, we can smuggle you in. China, I heard they're good. They actually just closed down an entire uh, Disneyland park in China for one coronavirus outbreak. I think it withheld like 35,000 plus people inside of this place because one person popped. They closed the entire gates, trapped everybody inside, and let this sink in, tested every single person in there before they could leave. Boom. Communism. The currency plunge at to a record low as the Taliban seized power in the international financial system, severed the group's assets to billions of dollars in reserve held by the central bank. Oh, we all know this. I don't know why I'm getting so excited. I love how when I'm having these conversations, I'm literally having conversation with myself in my head, voicing to you. So that's why we bounce from topic to topic to topic. Or that could be called ADHD or ADD. I have absolutely no idea, but it might be one of those. <laughs> Uh, anyway, since then, trade has slowed. Food prices have skyrocketed and salaries have gone unpaid. This is since Taliban has taken over. A staggering 50% of Afghanistan's 40 million people now face acute hunger. The, the World Food Program has said last week that aid agencies are warning of a spiraling humanitarian crisis as winter approaches. 
common sense here. The White House has announced last week that it will provide nearly $144 million in new aid to those affected by the crisis in Afghanistan. Oh, God. We knew this was going to happen. Why isn't this being publicly talked about? Because it'll make them look even worse. You know what they should have done? Kept Bagram. A lot easier to get that aid in there, too. We could have flown in on ourselves, distributed ourselves. Now we got to rely on the Taliban to distribute aid. Good luck. Anyway, roadside bomb targets Taliban. Oh, my gosh. The Civil War is trying to kick off over there. You guys know they killed. ISIS killed. I don't know the numbers, actually. Was it 13 yesterday? Wounded 40 or something like that? Inside of a hospital? The numbers are always going to be skewed, by the way. So whatever you read in the media is not going to be exactly right because they're not going to allow us to know who actually gets killed in the Taliban. They'll tell how many civilians get killed because they don't want ISIS to look as good. But the uh, civil war is about to break out for sure. You're going to have Syria round two. A roadside bomb struck a Taliban patrol in a stronghold of Islamic State militants in eastern Afghanistan on Wednesday, which is today, killing two people and wounding three. A Taliban district commander in the city confirmed the blast and said four Taliban fighters were wounded. See, there you go. That also doesn't, cor- that doesn't make any sense. Uh, killing two, wounding three on one side. That's what witnesses says. Taliban commander says that four fighters were wounded. So a little bit skewed already. It went off in Jalalabad. In recent weeks, Taliban officials have reluctant or slow to release details of Taliban fatalities. Wow, I just talked about this. In an apparent attempt to play down the extent the damage is inflicted by ISIS. Could have told you that was going to happen. The Jalalabad attack came a day after ISIS attackers set off an explosion at the gate of a 400-bed military hospital in the capital of Kabul, killing three women and a child of, and also three Taliban guards. Five assailants were also killed in the attack. Taliban officials said guards prevented the attackers from entering the hospital, but they didn't, uh, they didn't stop them from detonating. I'm going to make the assumption that every single one of these was a suicide bomber wearing a vest that walked in, blew themselves up, praised Allah, and realized that was a terrible idea. After the fact, probably wishes they could redo that thing. ISIS claimed, of course, that one of those that killed in the hospital attack was a senior Taliban commander who had played a leading role in the group's August 15th takeover of, of Kabul. Taliban officials said they could not immediately confirm the commander had been killed. So there you go. You guys already know this was going to happen. If you guys have been listening to this, it's going to continue to happen because ISIS is going to poke and poke and poke and poke and poke as much as they can on the Taliban. It's literally just right now, it kind of... I don't know how much more they're going to be able to do this right here because I'm going to assume there's a lot of stuff that's going on that's not being in the news. I mean, I fought in the war over there myself, and I know how much stuff didn't make the news. So I couldn't imagine the amount of fighting on the outskirts of the city that's going on between the Taliban and ISIS. And honestly, how many drone? I mean, do we how many drone strikes we've done personally ourselves that don't make the news? Because not every single one of them is going to make the news. There's no way. Those outlying cities in the middle of nowhere. The training camps? No. Those aren't making the news. Except for the big ones. Those ones make the news. All right. Anyway, hope you guys did enjoy this day. Hope you guys have a fantastic rest of the week and or work day, whatever it is. I do love you guys. Thank you for hanging out with me over here on Speak the Truth. I'm out. I got other to do. I love you guys. I'm out. Bye.